step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, hey, welcome to the podcast. We appreciate it. My name is Willie Lawson, and I trust that you have been enjoying the podcast, that you've been enjoying the broadcast, uh, that they have been something that you've been interested in, and something that... Um, you are um, looking forward to hearing more of because there is more. There's always more. It's it's insane, but there's always, always, always more. It just never stops. Every day, you know. There, there were there was a time after my heart surgery where I just stopped. I just stopped getting in front of the microphone. As much as I love being in front of the microphone, I just stopped because it was just. It made me too tired, and I just couldn't. I couldn't deal. I'll be honest with you. I just couldn't deal. It was just too much. Um, so all that time between like 2014 into mid 2015, I just like yeah, no. And it had to do with that. I had this weird speech impediment, slurred speech that they thought that I'd had a stroke <laughs> after my heart surgery. Um, that had something to do with it too, but. Most of it was, it just made, it all made me too tired. And even now, it makes me very, very tired um, to, to go on about, to bring this stuff up to you. But you have to know. And because if you don't know, then it's, what's the new phrase? It's not cute not to know. <laughs> it's not cute not to know. It's not cute to go, well, I'm, I'm not into politics, I really don't know what's going on. It's not cute. It's for some of us. It's annoying, and you're the problem. I want to talk about yes. I want to talk about Donald Trump, and I want to talk about healthcare. I want. I don't want. I want to talk about this in a way that is not going to excite everybody. But if you've listened to any of my podcasts here, especially as of late, you know that I'm really not interested in in, in exciting people and 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 you know turning up the bass and and all that kind of happy horse shit. Here's the deal. Trump, for all the things that I think that he's done well, jacked this up horrifically. Jacked up the uh, chance to get out of, repeal, destroy, um, smash into bits... The Affordable Care Act. He jacked this up horrifically. There is absolutely, positively, no other way to say it is that this was his biggest, his biggest failure. His biggest failure, his first term, was not being able to deal with health care. Not being able to round up the Freedom Coalition in the first couple of years before the uh, before 2018 and put this on the fast track and make it friggin happen and now he's now he's fighting what now he's fighting like I said in, in you know in a previous cast now he's fighting chicken shit republicans 
and he's fighting um, Ocasio Cortez and 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 these super radicals in the Democrat Party. Uh, the the story is this morning that the president has decided to put health care on the back burner or the repeal of Obamacare on the black on the back burner. You know, if you're me, <laughs> it's tough. If you're me, it's tough, and I'll tell you why it's tough because I'm not Rush Limbaugh, and I don't have 21 million listeners a day. Maybe sometime soon, maybe this afternoon. Maybe after you share this this podcast a thousand times, uh, I'll have 20... No, okay, I'm not going to have 20 million listeners today or tomorrow. Uh, but, so I'm not Sean Hannity, who has the Hannity Report every morning on your local AM station. How annoying is that? I'm not, you know, I'm not, not Laura Ingram. I'm not Mark Levin. I'm not Mark Levin because I've got a, I've got a much better voice than Mark Levin. Uh... I'm not as smart as Mark Levin, though. So, if I had to trade the voice or for the brains of Mark Levin, I'd keep my voice. Because <laughs> I don't want to ever sound like this all the time. Although, if you've, have you have ever seen Mark Levin, and this is really an aside, he's a big dude. He'll kick your ass. <laughs> you know, when, when people would go, I'll come down that radio station and, and, and I'll have it out with you. He was like, bring it. Bring it. Bring it, chubs. Because <laughs> Levin's a big dude, I think Levin's over six feet. He's he's kind of chunky. I think you, I think he whip your ass. <laughs> and and how sad? And this is completely in the side. How sad would it be to be getting your ass kicked by somebody who's going? Okay, I guess you can't punch anymore, huh? I guess you're having trouble breathing. Hit my foot up your ass. <laughs> how do you like that? <laughs> oh, don't whip me anymore. Please, sir, don't hit me, don't hit me anymore. I'll hit you as long as I want to. <laughs> How horrible would that be to be getting your ass kicked by a guy who has a voice like that? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it's early. It's early in the morning. Uh, for those of you who listen all the time, who listen on, um, <coughs> excuse me, who listen on iHeart, who listen on Google, who listen on Blog Talk Radio or, or whatever, you know that there's a new cast out this morning. Right, you know that there's one out already, and um, so it looks like I'm doing two in a day, which I kind of am. I did one when I got home last night, uh, but when I woke up this morning, I heard that the president has decided to put the healthcare discussion on the back burner. Now, of course, the left is like, yeah, of course, of course he is, because he knows that it's a non-starter. He knows that he is against the will of the American people. No, it's a political non-starter because he doesn't have any support. He doesn't have any support in Congress. And that's the deal. You know, that's always been the deal. The deal is does how much support will a Republican president have in Congress to repeal the Affordable Care Act? Now, I mentioned this to you before, and I'm going to say it again. It was really easy in 2010 for all these yahoos to show up and go, if you elect me to Congress, we'll repeal, we'll repeal Obamacare and return health care back to the American people. Remember that? Remember all that bullshit? Remember all that? Remember all that? I will sign this oath to repeal the Affordable Care Act 
and people were signing oaths and 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 making blood covenants and just, just all sorts of stupid stuff. And you know why? I'll tell you why. Because what they knew was that there was no way in the world that they were ever going to be held accountable for any of those claims. They were never going to be held accountable. And this is some. And these are some of your favorite people. I'm sorry. These are some of your favorite people. Republican senators knew that they would never, ever, ever get a chance to vote on a bill to to uh, repeal the Affordable Care Act. That Harry Reid would never let that happen. So they were perfectly good with going. If I can't wait for the day that I vote to repeal the Affordable Care Act. And return health care back to the doctors and the citizens of this great country. They couldn't wait to say that because they knew that they would never have to do it. There was no way in the world they'd have to do it. But but you guys, you, some of you folks were just so juiced by it. It was like a wet dream. You didn't want to wake up from it. Incredible. Oh, I love it when he says that. My nipples get hard when he talks about repealing Obamacare. And that's, that's how you guys were. I'm like, um, and I'm over here going, hey, 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 ain't never going to happen. And then when I would say something like ain't never going to happen, you'd get mad and say, and say that I was a, a pinko faggot leftist, right, who was really a rhino. Like, somehow I wanted the Affordable Care Act to exist. I don't want it to exist. I want it to go away. I want to wake up from this national nightmare. But what I know is that there are uh, the, the, there is po there's politics and there's procedures. And right now, it's not going anywhere. And what I also know is that the longer that it stays in force, the more difficult it will be to take it from people. The time to act on repealing the Affordable Care Act was right away January 2019. That was the time to act. Now, all the other stuff, all the other infighting and all the other stuff that, you know, the Mike Flynn, blah, 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 and all, all the other stuff that went on at, that, you know what, in, in January 2016, in February 2016, and so on, that was all just nonsense. What should have been happening was there should have been a, a concerted effort. There should have been fire and brimstone going on in the White House uh, as it concerned the Affordable Care Act. You know, um, the Speaker of the House at the, at, at the time should have been catching hell from the president, not about anything else, but get the votes together, get the bill written, get the votes together. Mitch McConnell should have been catching hell from the president, get the votes together, get the bill written, get the votes together. We're doing this. We're doing the damn thing. We're doing it. And, and, this, and this whole stupid idea about, well, we have to replace it. We have to replace it with anything. That's the liberal, progressive, nonsensical idea that has seeped into the Republican Party narrative on health care that somehow we have to replace it with something. We have to replace it with anything, nothing. 
we can just root it out, pull it out from the roots, get it out, use some um, some weed killer, and find and, and wherever it is, just squirt that weed killer down there and root out every damn bit of it, all of it, every single sentence, every single clause. That should have been Trump's number one thing to do in 2016. But quite frankly, I don't know what he was concentrating on. Now, now you think back and you go, what the hell was he concentrating on? Yeah, a lot of people were throwing, a lot of folks were throwing rocks. You know, we were having arguments and discussions about how many people were at the inauguration. Who gives a rat's ass? There were six people. You could have the, the you know, oh. you know and, I, and I would explain to people that you know that the president, that that outside thing is just for you. The president actually gets sworn in inside before he goes outside. Did you know that? That the president actually gets sworn in by a Supreme Court justice before they come outside and talk to everybody. That all that circumstance, all that pomp and circumstance and, and the band playing and, and singing and poetry and all that nonsense, that's, that's just a show. What's new? Buenos Aires. That's all that is. The president actually gets sworn in inside and there have been presidents sworn in, sworn in the office without an inauguration. Lyndon Baines Johnson comes to mind in 1963 after the assassination of JFK. Was sworn in on the plane, I believe. So it's, you don't need all that. So it doesn't matter how, how many people were there. You know, and, and the media brought that up like it mattered. See, nobody wants this guy. Nobody wants this guy. Look how look how few people sh showed up at, at his inauguration. Who gives a rat's ass? It doesn't matter. Look at Obama's inauguration. Look at all those people. Like somehow that's important. Like somehow that that was and that was newsworthy. It was so newsworthy that that major news sources were were photoshopping photos, were photoshopping photos and manipulating video. And we were all wrapped up in it. When we, we should have been saying the iron's hot. We've got the Congress. We've got the we've got the House. We got the Senate. We got the White House. Let's repeal this piece of crap legislation. Let's end this national nightmare. But no, we participated in all sorts of other stuff. We participated in the whole Kathy Griffin thing. Remember that the whole the, the whole severed head. We participated in that. We got all upset about everything else except what we should have been focused on in the first damn place. We should have been focused on getting rid of the that national nightmare of legislation called the Affordable Care Act. That's what we should have been doing. But we weren't doing any of that. So this falls on the president, this failure, and it's a failure, there's no other way to put it. It's a failure, falls on the president, and it also falls on the Republican and conservative constituencies for not staying focused. For, you know what, for letting the, the Trump sycophants and the Trumplicans direct the narrative. That's why we're in this mess that we're in. 
because we have to know that we were that the Republicans weren't going to hold the House forever, or are the Republicans are not going to hold the Senate forever, because that's never been the nature of things, and that will never be the nature of things that one party will hold the Senate and hold the House um, forever. You know that 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 time where the Democrats held the the House for I don't know ten plus years, twenty plus years. Those days are over, friends. So we're talking about every midterm. Every midterm, there's probably going to be a switchover in one of the bodies, either the Senate or the House. So if you get both, you better get all your stuff done. You better take the Barack Obama example and whatever's going to be your signature piece of legislation, whatever's going to be the your big thing, you better get that early while you have the support of the people in the House and the Senate. Trump did not see this, not learn this lesson, and neither did you, it seems like. There are people out here like me who are screaming, F that, health care, health care, get rid of the Affordable Care Act, get rid- now, let's repeal this thing now while we can. Let's do that. And you look back through my, my podcast, you'll see that. <clears throat> but we were worried about Kathy Griffin. We really were. We really were talking a lot about Kathy Griffin, and we were only talking about a lot of the things that didn't matter. We were talking about Jimmy Kimmel and the late-night pukes and and how they continued to go after the president and how unfair it was, and they didn't treat Barack Obama like this. And we talked about Jim Acosta and CNN and how awful they were, and they didn't treat Barack Obama like that. Why they they got to treat Donald Trump like that? And we were wrapped up with Diamond and Silk, those two idiots. You know, and we were wrapped up in all sorts of other things that were on the exterior and didn't matter. And we missed an opportunity. And this falls on the president. This falls on the president of the United States. This falls on Donald John Trump. Dude, you had your chance. You had your chance for all of us. And you blew it. And you absolutely blew it. Now, I, like I told you, this, this podcast wasn't going to make everybody happy. As a matter of fact, it's not going to make anybody happy, but that's okay. Y'all will be all right, y'all. Most of y'all are grown. You'll, you're going to be okay. The idea is, but, but you're, say I'm wrong. Write down in the comments if I'm wrong. Whatever side of the political aisle you happen to be on, write down in the comments and say I'm wrong. That, that if you're going to repeal the... Whether you think that the Affordable Care Act is a good thing or a bad thing, if you were going to repeal it, wouldn't you Wouldn't you have repealed it when you had, you had the House and the Senate? Wouldn't you have made that a priority then as opposed to making it a priority now? When you've talked... I mean, now, when the New Green Deal is out, which is the antithesis of what you... of the direction you want to go, when people are talking about Medicare for all, and now you want to talk about getting rid of the Affordable Care Act? What? What? Are are you serious? Knowing the... uh, Seeing what you saw in 2018, hearing what you hear from chicken shit Republicans everywhere, are you serious? This is the... Now is the time you decide that... This is the time you're going to put your 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 foot in the ground, your stake in the ground. Really? Now? No. I blame the president. And I blame blame all the people around him. Kellyanne Conway. I blame you. I blame the chief of staff. 
I blame, I blame Ben Carson. I blame all the people who have the president's ear. You failed us. There's no other way to say it. There's absolutely, positively, no other way to say it. You failed us. And you failed our country for at least another four years and maybe permanently because, again, like I said a minute ago, once these sort of things get inculcated and get involved into the American, become part of the American system, they are almost impossible to get out. Because now you are actually, quote, taking something from someone. And it's hard as hell to take candy from a baby. I don't care what you say. It's hard as hell. Because you're going to hear about it. And if you have to vote on taking candy from a baby, you're going to lose, no matter how bad that candy is for that baby. If you have to vote on taking candy from a baby, you're going to lose. No one's going to say, yes, I want you to take candy from the baby. I want, yes, I want you to make sure that people who can't afford health care don't have it. Because that's how it's going to be, be couched um, you, you know, Republicans are taking health care away from poor people because they want poor people to die. They want poor people to die. And that's how it's going to be couched. And the, the longer it goes and the more people who sign up, or even if they are forced to sign up, the more people are going to say, well, I guess this is the way it is, right? It's like that you can't roll back Social Security. Why? Because there are there are old Republicans who will fight you tooth and nail on the, to to save their Social Security. The time for Social Security to go away, uh, we lost that opportunity way back in the forties, thirties actually, when there was an opportunity for those programs to be sunset. There was no way that you were going to take away Grandma's pension. There's no way. Now, what it was was this little slush fund that Congress can well turned into to get used for whatever nefarious purposes they wanted to. But and and my my cynicism says that was the purpose all along. It's crazy, and the Affordable Care Act is a very same concept. The people who put the Affordable Care Act together and the, and the idea of this weren't stupid, which is another mistake that Republicans and conservatives make when uh, talking about uh, liberals and, and progressives, that somehow they're stupid. Nobody's stupid. Nobody's stupid except the people who simply refuse to see. Nobody's dumb. These folks knew exactly what they were doing. They had studied history, they knew exactly what they were doing, and they had studied people, and they knew exactly that if you give something to somebody and they're able to keep it long enough, they're going to believe it's a right eventually, and they're going to fight you tooth and toenail when you try to take it from them. Even people who didn't, quote, want it, end quote, in the first damn place. This is what they know. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid are prime examples. So much, in fact, you have a Republican president instituting one of the largest increases in Medicare in history with, um, <clears throat> with the prescription um, plans.
Are you kidding me? And fighting for these plans and fighting for for these set-asides. That should have never been there in the first place. So tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead. Try and tell me I'm wrong. Send me an email, wls860 at gmail.com. wls860 at gmail.com. Tell me I'm wrong. The problem is that you know that I'm not wrong. The problem is that you know that I'm exactly on point, that I've got a grasp on this like nobody freaking else in the country. No other podcast you're listening to in the country, no matter who your favorite person is, whether it's all the way from the Rubin Report all the way to, I don't know, somebody on townhall.com. It, you know I'm right. Jeez. This gets so hard sometimes in here. But we sit here and we try to do our best to get you as much information as we possibly can. This podcast can be heard on Google, on Google, Podca- on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Spreaker. It can be heard on iHeart.com. Please send me an email and let me know where you heard it. Um, Stitcher and uh, we're, we're and CastBox. We're trying to get this out to as many places as we possibly can. Please, 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 please. If you would, if you would do me that big favor, wherever you heard the podcast, send me an email at wls860 at gmail. Dot com. I appreciate you greatly. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to thank somebody who is a big help to the show. Uh, my friend Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop here in Tampa. Blooming Days Flower Shop is the premier flower shop in um, this area. As they specialize in weddings. Weddings of all sizes, which is very cool. Um, all sizes. So if you're just having a small get-together down by the Riverwalk, and you just need um, a boutonniere, and you need some flowers for the bride, and you think, well, that's awfully small. Why don't we just go to the grocery store? No. Go to uh, Blooming Days Flower Shop. Uh, You can find them online at www.bloomingdays.com, www.bloomingdays.com, and talk to Christine and say, you know what? This is all we need. Can you help us? We don't have much money. Well, yeah. Of course she will. And she is as excited about helping you as helping the wedding that has the bride, the groom, and 14 bridesmaids and 14 groomsmen. You know what I'm saying? The huge weddings. www.bloomingdays.com One of FTD's finest uh, florists, always winning the award year after year. Here in Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's premier floral shop and my personal florist, Blooming Days Flower Shop, www.bloomingdays.com. All right, listen, we got to get out of here, make room for somebody else. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please send me an email, wls860 at gmail.com. If you have any particular topics that you want me to cover, I'll be happy to, because what you've known is that, what you figured out already is that that dude can talk for a half hour all by his lonesome, and um, so he is um, either well-versed or so obnoxious that he won't shut up. In any case, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you participating. So until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, y'all take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. 
bye bye now. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.